Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. No one else has to wake up and be you. So why would I try to fit the mold of anybody else if they don't have to wake up and be me? I don't know if you can relate to this, but a lot of people, including myself, going into the new year, have the same exact goal each and every single year. It's to go to the gym more, it's to eat better, and it's to feel physically and look physically better. But one thing that we tend to do is, you know, you start the first month doing great, and then you're not as consistent and you stop doing it. Well, on this episode, I have a very special guest. Her name is Lee Ashley, and she is a fitness and mindset coach, and she helps her clients Find ways to not only improve physically, but improve mentally and stay consistent in their workout journey. What's up? Welcome back into Iggy's Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jakey Nazuski, your Iggy for short. And in this podcast, my goal with each and every single episode is to share inspiring stories in order for you to learn how to overcome mental health struggles, strive for your dreams, and live your life to the fullest. I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And now, let's listen into Lee and I's conversation. I am here with Lee Ashley, who is a fitness and mindset coach. So how are we doing today, Lee? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. It's it's going to be, for, for people who are listening right now, um, I, I usually post these a little bit later than when, when we record them. But so we're recording right now, the day right before Thanksgiving. Um, are you excited about Thanksgiving? Are you traveling or what's your plans for Thanksgiving? I am going to stay home. My husband works a lot. So I'm probably going to go to my mom's and just have like a low key kind of intimate dinner and things like that. So nothing crazy here, but still excited to connect with everyone and just kind of slow down. I think that's what I'm excited for. What about you? So I'm planning on going up and seeing my uh, aunt and uncle. Funny enough, I'm uh, my my, my uh, mom's side of the family is from Plymouth, Massachusetts. So I've I've seen like the Plymouth Rock where like the, the uh, where they tied the rope on the Mayflower like five over five hundred times. And um, I'm actually I'm actually related to a few pilgrims. So it used to be cooler when I would say that. It's a lot less cooler now because now people are like. Well, those people that you're related to, like, murdered tons of Indians. And I'm like, well, I, there's nothing that I can really say about that. Like, I feel awful for it, obviously. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited to, like, see family and all that sort of stuff. It's nice that the year is, like, winding down and that sort of stuff. So we're able to see the people that we love. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, so I, uh, I like to usually start off these episodes talking about, you know, what happened the past year, looking at it in a positive light. Obviously, this year was much different from 2020, where we were kind of locked in our houses uh, with the whole pandemic. But um, I want to ask you, what was your favorite moment just looking back on this past year? Yeah, I love that question. And um, I don't know if I can pinpoint it to one, <laughs> but it is a year that like you could look at a lot of negatives or you could try to see the good. So I love this question. And I will say just seeing people rise to the occasion and myself, you know, every day rising to the occasion when we had a lot of reasons not to, right. um, I think has been my favorite part because I've seen people go from just like where they were 
and dealing with things to just tapping into themselves and being like, no, this isn't my story. I, even though nothing's going right or everything seems wrong, I'm going to rise to the occasion. And I just saw that every day because every day was hard. And so I, I don't have one like moment that I was like, wow, that that's the best day of my life. But I feel like taking time to appreciate those transformations that myself and my clients went through of like, yeah. you know, I was told like, you can't work, you can't work, you can't do this, you can't do the thing that you love. And then I was like, watch me and I found a way to do it online. Yeah. And, you know, I saw other people who took the word can't and threw it out of their vocabulary and said, I might not be able to do it how I used to, but I'm going to find a new way. So that's been my favorite part of this year. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, I think that's huge as well. Um, you know, flipping your tough situations or negative situations into a positive and trying to find lessons through them. And I, I feel like, especially with your business, um, with fitness training, I, I mean, it really got flipped upside down when COVID hit and, you know, people couldn't go into the gyms. People really didn't know any way to work out, especially if they didn't have a, uh, a home gym or anything like that. So how were you able to get over those hurdles? Yeah. So, um, honestly, I'm not going to lie and say like, Oh, I just woke up and I was great the next day. I definitely went through like a kind of a morning phase of like, Oh my gosh, I can't do what I love. And I was really upset, but then it was just like looking at what do I have, you know, kind of coming from a place of gratitude instead of a place of like, just negative. I mean, because there, I couldn't, and honestly, something that really stuck with me is like, it wasn't perfect before nothing's perfect. So it wasn't perfect before this, but what do I have? And if it meant that a client only had their body, okay, I was going to write them a really awesome body weight program. And if it meant that someone else had bands, great. We're going to use them. If someone had always told me they wanted to run a half marathon, this was the time that I'm like, you have the actual time to do this. I'm going to write the plan. You're going to do it. We're going to lift each other up. And so there wasn't just one thing that I did, but it was like, let's look at what we're grateful for and what we actually have. And then just go from there. And then as I could you know, give dumbbells and things. I luckily had a full gym. So I was able to give those to clients and, um, let them use them at home. And honestly, I felt like it kind of unlocked a whole new element to these people who thought that they couldn't do something without me. You know, they're like, Oh, I can only work out when I see my trainer. I'm like, no, look at you. You, you have my resource and my help, but really, you can do this on your own. And it gave them a whole new confidence that I don't think that they would have gotten because they wouldn't have been pushed into that situation ever. Right, exactly. I I feel like working out is is something where people kind of have to obviously push themselves, not only physically, but mentally as well, because there's a lot of times where you get home from work or you're having a tough day. And the last thing that you want to do is go to the gym. The last thing that you want to do is get in your car, especially if you don't have a gym in your house is go and drive to the gym. Uh, but I, I, especially like what you said, some people have that sort of attachment to their trainer that that's the only way that I'm going to be able to work out. Um, and it's cool how you said that, you know, that helped people be able to be accountable for their actions with working out and, uh, probably made them feel a lot more confident as well. Yeah. Yeah. They could take full ownership of what they did. And honestly, I totally understand that, um, 
you know, it's hard some days, like you say, after work, you don't want to do it. But honestly, those are the days you need it more than anything, right? The, the easy days don't define us, the hard days do. So if you can show up on those hard days and it's like just you and yourself and they're doing what you need to do. I mean, the next day you come out 10 times stronger than if it was easy, you know? Right. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And uh, especially for like those people who like were locked up in their house and didn't have any equipment, like you said, um, it, it was it was really interesting to see. I had some friends who, who would go to Planet Fitness every single day and they and they were like really in their element before COVID. And then when COVID hit, they, they had no clue what the heck to do. But it's, especially for like yourself and your business, like did you have clients doing video stuff like this before or like did this totally change your entire business? And I bet it helped it because you're able to connect with a lot more people. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I had this mentality of like, well, it's just going to be two weeks, like take a two week break. That's what we were told, right? Like, oh, it's just two weeks. You'll be fine. And then I'm like, this isn't two weeks. Like I need to adapt and recover. So, um, I definitely, I actually had a lot of people, um, just be like, just fit me in, just fit me in. Like, I won't tell anyone I'll pay cash. And I'm like, I can't, like, I can't afford a fine. I can't, I don't know what we're dealing with. And so at first I had to just deal with those issues kind of, and it was no one's fault. Um, one of my friends told me, she goes, it's take it as a compliment that everyone thinks that like you would do that for them. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I do love my clients. And if this was anything else, I probably would, but I just didn't know what I was dealing with. And I was like, guys, it's two weeks. Come on, let's just get through this. But then as it started to set in that this isn't going anywhere and this isn't changing, I was like, yeah, I need to put my boots on. I need to adapt and recover. And so it was a whole, um, just like, I've never done anything like this before. And it was a lot of trial and error. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't pretty. It started out with Facebook lives and then it, you know, turned into zooms and then it turned into oh my gosh, this client moved to Texas and actually now that's all they want and they're going to do it three days a week. So it wasn't pretty. It was not fun all the time. You know, like if you played certain music, Facebook would pull the workout down and then I'd have to do it again. I mean, I learned and, um, but now like you say, yeah, it has fast tracked my business and it's one of the biggest blessings in the moment. And it didn't feel like that at all because I had 60 people you know, coming to me being like, what do we do? And me not being able to help them when that's naturally all I want to do is serve people and help people. So I felt like a failure, but you know, it was like, I need to take my own advice now that I give people when it comes to their health and fitness journeys, this is just my business journey and did the mindset work, got rid of, you know, like the, Oh, it has to be perfect. I'm like messy action is better. And then you fine tune as you go. And I'm still fine tuning, right? Like, Mm -hmm. It's, it's never done. Um, but now I can say that I'm through it and yeah, I just don't see myself going back. I think this fast tracked the fitness industry by like 20 years. <laughs> oh, I bet. And, and also, and also, it, you know, what we're doing right now with podcasting, like, like it, it just completely, like we wouldn't have been able to connect over zoom, like, but before COVID, like I, I didn't even know what zoom was and I never did anything <laughs> like this. And so, um, it's pretty incredible how, you know, obviously COVID was tough for a lot of people. A lot of people lost their lives from it, but um, it was a blessing in a lot of people's lives and businesses in the end. Um, But especially during that time, I can only imagine a lot of people were, you know, getting in their heads and sort of putting the fitness off 
uh, when they didn't really have to, you, you know, they had that excuse of, Oh, I can't go to the gym. So like, I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to focus on my physical fitness. And, um, even in general, like now, um, how do you help people get over that hurdle of like getting too much in their head and making excuses for themselves? You know, I think it's just being really honest about that. Um, I get asked this a lot, uh, Lee, how do you do it all? And I, I laugh. Oh my gosh. I dropped my phone. Can you see me? There we are. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, I had to leave because my dogs were nuts. So I came upstairs, but it's not as perfect up here. Um, but I, I'm very honest in the fact of that. I don't do it all. And even though you might see on social media or think that I do it all, I don't. And I think just kind of revealing that makes them be like, oh, it, it shouldn't, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Lee doesn't do it all either. Like it's very, what the story that they make in their head of how it should be or how other people are doing it usually isn't true. Right. And they don't know that until you reveal that. And so I just think being really honest and um like hey I know this is hard it's hard for me too or hey I I struggled with that because this happened in my day also but this is how I overcame it and they're like oh my gosh she's human she's not superhuman right. and no one is it that whole idea that someone does it all is like the biggest joke to me because I'm like they don't or they hire it out or whatever but you think that they do it all and you put them on this pedestal and really we're all equal and you know, we all have different strengths, but when you look at them, we tend to even out and it's just, I think opening conversation around that. Exactly. Everybody's human at the end of the day. And I, th I think with, especially now with social media, it's, it's a huge um, way for people to compare themselves to other people. And uh, that, that's something that I've really tried to shed light on as well Is you know, social media is just such a highlight reel. Also like those people who like, show like their physical physique as well as like look super confident at the end of the day like maybe they look in the mirror and they're just picking themselves apart and have all these insecurities um and so how have you been able to overcome that hurdle of comparing yourself and what, what advice do you give to other people with that yeah so my biggest piece of advice is well there's there's two parts to this so one i always say like your only job in this world is to be your healthiest and happiest self. And how you define that is different for everybody. Um, and that's your only job, because if you show up as your healthiest, happiest self, all the other things fall into place, whether that's your mom, a boss or whatever. Um, the second part of that is no one else has to wake up and be you. So why would I try to fit the mold of anybody else if they don't have to wake up and be me? They don't have to wake up and live with my choices. They don't have to wake up and, you know, um, see what I see, do what I do. Yeah, you might have similarities with people and whatnot. But at the end of the day, nobody has to be you except you. So you have to make choices that serve who you want to be and where you're going. And that's going to be completely different than the person who posts on Instagram. You have no idea what her life looks like on a daily. You have no idea what her goals and aspirations are. So the fact that you're trying to compare to someone who doesn't have to wake up and be you every day is just, you're never going to win. Mm -hmm. Right. So exactly. be authentic. <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree with you. It, it's it's tough to be there sometimes too, because um, 
especially like myself, like I'm, I'm almost 23 years old and I'm st still trying to figure out exactly who I am. And I, f I feel like obviously it's a, it's a soul searching journey that we have to go through for the rest of our lives. Uh, but especially this is something that we talked about when we first connected. Um, I, I, I dealt with insecurities about my body of being too small or being too skinny. I was always called scrawny. Um, that was something that I was always insecure about. Um, especially like if I was trying to get with a girl, I would be like, ah, oh, you know, there's these guys with like these six packs and like huge arms. Like she probably doesn't want anything to do with me, but obviously that's just all up in my head, but it's, it's much harder for younger girls as well, who look at the, look at all these, all these models, all these, um, you know, fit, fitness girls on, on Instagram, and they try their best to, you know, mold their body to look exactly like them. And unfortunately, a lot of the ways is unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Drastic is like the word I use. I'm like, it's, it's unhealthy, but it's unhealthy because it's so drastic. Right. And there's even conversation of it being drastic both ways, right? Like mm -hmm. super, super thin or super, super unhealthy in other ways too. Um, and honestly, I think as you get older, I mean, I'm not that much older than you, but I just think that again, you bring it back to that, like, what is your one job? What are you supposed to do? You are supposed to be your healthiest and happiest self. And, um, you can't do that through someone else's lens because you're constantly putting yourself through almost like a mental fatigue and unhealthy mentally when you have that other lens on. So I just feel like, yeah, we have to start figuring out what suits us best. And when I set goals with people, so it's funny you said that, like, you don't, you don't even know what, what it is sometimes, like what you want. And, um, I hear that all the time. It's like, I don't know what I want. It's just not this. It is just not this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's like enough that like, okay, we need to make change, but how do you get to the root of that? And you really have to start with your foundation of like, what are your core values? So a mom comes to me and she says, well, I don't know what I want. It's just not this, but my core values are my children and my children. I, I don't even have the energy to spend time with them. I don't have, you know, just a capacity. I'm short fused. And I'm like, okay, well that means that we're going to work on your health and fitness. So in ways that make you have the energy to run around with your kids, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Compared to a physique goal that she saw some other perfect Instagram mom who has a completely different life than her. Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's how we define what suits us best, like is starting with your core values and working backwards. She didn't tell me, oh, I wanna up my cardio so I can run around with my kids. But when she told me her core value, that's what I heard. And also though, I think we have to be okay with the fact that, that core those core values will change over time. Oh yeah. As her kids grow, maybe, maybe it's a completely different goal because of where she wants to spend her time and what she wants to be doing or mm -hmm. uh, hanging on to something that doesn't serve us anymore can be really, that can be another unhealthy lens, you know? Right. And I know exactly what you're saying. And, and there's a lot of times where, you know, we see those pictures of people or we have in our minds exactly like our dream body. And it's not always going to be like that. Because we, we can we can go through all these different diets, we can go through all these different workout plans. But if your body is not built like that, if your genetics aren't built like that, if, if you're I, I remember um, my mom told me she's she's like, 
it's it's not really um it's going to be tough for you working out uh because your your dad was never able to fully grow like pecs he was never able to really build up his upper body and um i'm much different than him and i i've been able to through experience but it's something where people have this image in their minds and just all they can do is connect with that what they want to look like I also think too, they're, they're so connected to that end result and so mm -hmm. disconnected to the journey. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, you know, um, a great example. So my husband, before I met him, he's a little bit older than me and I worked out in anytime fitness and he keyed in and that your photo pops up and I'm mm -hmm. like, that's not you. I'm like, you stole someone's key. Like, I didn't know who he was. I'm like, that's not you. You stole someone's key. And he's like, no, that was like, me. And I'm like, okay, this guy is like 60 pounds heavier and jacked and like, looks like a full blown man. And this guy's key, like when he keys in, he looks like he's 17. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? And I'm like, please tell me what you did to get there. And he was like, 10 years. That's what I did to get there. And, and that's what it was. He was 27, 28 when I met him. And like, I think a lot of people could see him now and be like, I want to be like that guy. He looks healthy in his thirties and like, just can go run a half marathon with his wife and do all these great things. But his journey was not this like beautiful thing. It took him 10 years. Maybe it'll take someone five years, but mm -hmm. he loved what it did for him mentally, physically, and, you know, helped him change his life and be on this, you know, become this person who is, you know, meant to meet me and at a certain time in my life too. Right. And he never was driven by like, I want to look like that guy. He's just like, I need to do this for me because this makes me the best person. And I'm like, you were all about the journey. And as a result, you got the end that everybody wants, but it's mm -hmm. because he put value on his day in and day out instead of thinking too far in advance and not enjoying where he isn't where he was in the moment so <laughs> right exactly i i think a lot of people can use that just in life in general uh enjoying the process enjoying the journey uh, i i most recently um was given that advice a lot i i just recently graduated from college in may and um these past few months i was looking for a job and i was really getting down on myself about it and um all anybody said is trust the process enjoy the journey and Obviously, like when, when you see these people who um, are living these great lives and, and are living their dreams, like you don't really fully think about like what it took them to get there. And there are going to be those hard times. And, you know, um, I think especially with with like fitness and like that sort of stuff, it's a great way for when you are going through those tough times to utilize that to not only push you harder, um, but to relieve that stress and anxiety that you might be dealing with in everyday life. Yeah. And you know, you just made something pop into my brain that is super, I sometimes get defensive when people do discredit people's journeys. Cause like they will say like, Oh, it's just easier for her or like, Oh, that person just, you know, is lucky or they paid to get that done or like whatever, when they really don't know that. Right. Like I right. think we will like throw those thoughts into our brains. Like I don't know if it's like to feel better or ego, whatever it is for you that's triggering that, like you need to say that or think that. And I have just been like, you didn't know her two years ago when I did, when she first mm -hmm. stepped in my, 
and she had, she's had three kids in under five years and now is 50 pounds lighter. Like I, I saw that and yeah, she looks like a bikini model now, but that was like a lot of work. Don't discredit that. So almost when you find yourself kind of thinking that way, like don't discredit what the hard work that someone has put in, even though that's maybe what you naturally want to do, because it helps you justify maybe why you're not there yet. But again, that's their truth isn't your truth. And you have to go back to your core values and their journey is going to be different. Why they're doing it is different. How they got there is going to be different than right. you. So. 100%. That's something that I think is huge for anybody that's listening or watching right now. It's um, There's a lot of times where we notice somebody you know, doing something good in their life, or we notice somebody um, do, having a positive change and we notice it, but we don't say anything because we, we don't know if like, they're going to get upset or not. What I always try and do is I try and acknowledge people when they're doing things right. I, I try and surprise or not surprise people, but, but like catch them off guard when, you know, I'm noticing something when they, they, they don't really realize that people can notice because people don't realize that that's what people are hoping for. People are hoping that, that you will give them that confident or compliment. And when you do, you know, it can sometimes light up their day and really help them um, want to continue pushing forward. Because there's a lot of times I, I deal with this as well as I get this massive motivation to start working out. You know, I go through the first week and, you know, maybe I get a little bit tired one day and I, I just stop and then I end up stopping it completely. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that comes back to you too. That's something to really acknowledge is when you show up as that person putting out that, that energy to others, mm -hmm. you receive that energy back. And that is one of the most powerful things. That's why people like fall in love in the gym. That's why people, um, you know, they're like the people that know more about my life are the people who always show up at five 30 at the gym every day than like, compared to my sister who I call once a month, like mm -hmm. it's pretty crazy, but that's, that's what gets cultivated in those, um, environments. When you put that out, you'll receive it back. And then you'll just start to look around and be like, wow, this is where we all congregate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I, th I think that's huge. Um, because you, it's, it's always good to be that person to give out that energy, to give that person the pat on the back, because there's a, there's a lot of times where, you know, especially, and this is something that I've been trying to focus on more with myself is being proud of where I, where I was and how far I've come. Um, I came out with a recent video a few days ago. And I said, where were you on January 1st? And where are you now? Like take a step back and really realize that and be proud of how far you have come. Because there's a lot of times when we're, when we're in our own skin, when we're in our own bodies, um, we can't fully realize how much we've grown. And especially with the, the, that journey of working out and, um, you know, building up muscle and, and that sort of stuff, you got to really pat yourself on the back and tell yourself, good job. Keep effing going. Yeah. And when it's not maybe going how you want either, consider that like feedback. You know, I think, yes, totally, totally cheer yourself on. And I always say like, sorry, I'm going to swear, but like nobody else is going to tell you how fucking great you are. You got to tell the world yeah. that you are awesome because you are and we all are in our own way and like that's not being cocky that's just like recognizing your strengths and your brilliant your own brilliance right we all have our own brilliance and you need to tell the world your brilliance or it's not always going to hear you and all the noise and you know what I mean but also when it's not all like rainbows and sunshine <laughs> consider that feedback right and then adapt and recover like I was talking about earlier like it's not a failure it's feedback it's 
it's something for you to take to put you on that positive path instead of having it be the thing that constantly derails you. Use it to your benefit. It's almost like when I have women come to me and they're like, I've literally tried it all. Like I, I've tried everything and I'm like, great. We now know that Atkins doesn't work for you. This doesn't work for you. Keto doesn't work for you. Intermittent fasting doesn't work for you. All of that tells me that, okay, we need to create a meal plan like this that will work for you. And Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's sometimes discouraging in the moment, but also like credit yourself for trying new things and then using that to benefit you down the road. (laughs) Right, exactly. And I, I think our minds are like computers and, and we program them with our own words, you know, especially when you use the um, the sentence, I am, I'm fat, I'm ugly, you know, like that's that, that, that you're, you're telling yourself that and, and you, you need to switch it, you need to switch the, the perspective and you need to switch it to positive, you know, um, I, I, I am amazing, you know what I mean? I, I am, I am physically fit. And, and, it's so many times, you know, we're always our biggest critics as well. You know, we'll look at ourselves in the mirror and, you know, somebody else would be like, wow, you look amazing. And then you're like, ah, no, I don't like this, 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 and this. Um, and it's, it's tough to really over, overcome those hurdles and, and stop being your biggest critic. Um, and, and for those people that, that you see that, that you train um, that do something like that, like what advice do you usually give to them? Yeah. I'm so glad that you asked this. So there's a couple things. One, the statement, I am fat or I am whatever, whatever you don't like about yourself, it does not make the journey any more pleasurable by saying it like at all. Like, let's just, you know, I'm like, what good does that do for you right now? Having that come out of your mouth that there's literally no argument that is like, that made me feel great. And I'm going to have an awesome day. Right. So I'm like, get rid of it. But also if you're maybe not in the place yet that like, if you're struggling, you know, with like loving on yourself, saying good things to yourself and you can't say that I'm amazing thing yet. Cause people, I don't know if it's like, they don't want to seem overbearing or too confident or whatever, but it's, it's uncomfortable to, to sometimes just come out and be like, I'm the freaking best until you've done it enough times. Right. So I'm always like, let's just baby step it and say, I'm not where I want to be, but I get to work to where I want to be, or I get the opportunity to do X, Y, and Z and have it be something positive. I get the opportunity to go to my favorite group fitness class and see my most amazing people, which makes me feel like a good friend or Mm -hmm. like something of that nature. If you're not in that place, because you'd be surprised if I'm like, tell yourself you're amazing. Like people are like, no. And I'm like, well, do I just need to tell you it a thousand times till you say it? Like, and I will, but the baby step is like, I'm just not where I want to be, but I get to go where I want to go or do what I want to do or set goals to get there or take steps every day to be the person I want to be. And then, um, the statement I'm fat. I also tell them that it's all perspective and someone might look at you and think you're their dream body. So If someone walking down the street goes, I'm fat, but someone across the street saw them is like, that girl is stunning. And my goal is to be like her. It is not okay for you to discredit somebody else's dream body. It is not okay to discredit somebody else's goal. So by you saying I'm fat and someone in a group fitness class, hears you, or you post it on the internet and they're like, they start to go, Oh my gosh, she was my goal. What, what do I think about me? And it triggers negative thoughts in other people. And I'm like, don't put that out there. Don't put other people don't discredit their goals. They don't deserve that. 
and neither do you to be telling yourself those things. So kind of two takes on that. You can baby step into saying that you're great, but if you're not ready, you get to work to where you want to be. And then also just don't discredit other people's goals because you have no idea the impact you might be having on someone else. 1000%. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times where we, we like, like exactly like you said, your, your body might be somebody else's dream body. And there's so many times where we don't fully realize that our genetics and, um, you know, maybe how our body is built might dictate that. And the biggest thing is that, is that you got to be your hype man. You got to be the person that wakes up with yourself every single day. So you got to be the person that is able to motivate yourself, hype yourself up. And I think, I think a huge thing as well is, um, all people really want to do in, in this life is be comfortable in their own skin. Uh, and, and there's a lot of times where people look in the mirror and they're like, God, I hate how I look. Oh, I hate my body. And it's really tough to fully be confident about your own skin. And I, I had to get to a point where I just could care less about what other people thought about my body. I, I only, I know I only have one body and I'm the only one that can change it. Um, but I don't really care what, I, what other people think about it. And how do you, how were you able to go through that journey and be comfortable in your own skin? And for other people who are struggling with that, how do you try and advise them? Yeah. So, well, I'll say I'm never perfect. <laughs> we all have highs and lows, right? Oh, yeah. But I also think I, um, I, I get real with myself in the fact of like, by me saying these negative things that will not get me the result I want either way. Mm. So that's the first thing. Like, if you were like, I'm a very action person. I'm like, do and ask for forgiveness all the time. I'm like, take action and then figure it out. So I'm like, that has no action to it. That's just, you say something and it does nothing for you. So I'm like, what action can I take? I also like, if you know you're in those places, don't set yourself up for failure. So you went out for drinks last night. Do not get on the scale. Do not wear your tightest pair of jeans. Like don't ask for those negative feelings to come upon you when you're no, when you know, like that that's going to happen either way. So again, take an action that's going to put you in the right place. So maybe that's that, okay, I went out for drinks last night and I'm going to drink a lot of water today and I'm going to be mindful of, you know, how I feel my body and I'm going to move. Maybe it won't be my best workout because I'm hungover, but I'm at least going to take a step of action so that in three days when I get on the scale, I'm in a better head space or don't get on the scale at all, whatever makes you feel good. So I think, you know, realizing what's going to move the needle forward for me and what's not will help. And then, I just think, you know, it, it's such a hard topic because I can just get on here and talk and say, you should do all these things, right? And you're still like, I'm still going to look in the mirror and say those mean things. Right. And at that point, you have to lie to yourself because we will eventually not be able to differentiate what's truth and what's not. If you're like, I know that, um, you know, I'm upset with myself right now, but I'm going to say something nice. If you keep saying something nice to yourself, you're going to start to believe it. And it doesn't even have to be physique oriented. I'm like, tell yourself, I'm like the best dog mom in the world. My dogs are royalty. And I'm like, I am so good to my dogs. I love my dogs. I walk them. I do all these things. I'm like, I'm a good dog mom. That has nothing to do with my physique. Or, um, you know, like, I'm a really good friend. Like, you could say that. Like, I'm a really good friend. Like, love yourself for other reasons if you're not in a place to say something about your physique. And you're going to start believing it. And it, it builds, right? If you're like, I like this about myself, why can't I like the other thing and the other thing and the other thing? So don't think that you're just going to like 
wake up and be a changed person that it's all going to be easy and you're just going to love it all. But the, I mean, if you need to lie to yourself till you believe it, do it or take action to get you where you want to go. Exactly. It's all perspective shift. And like you, like you said, you're not going to wake up and magically feel all better. It's, it's all, it's a whole process. You know, you know what I mean? You, you got to go through a whole journey where you want to um, change your mindset and you talk to other people on, on how they've done it as well. And uh, it's, it's interesting because we're doing this um, and I, in around like a month, month or so, that's probably going to be your busiest time, right? When everybody's making their new year's resolutions, I'm going to lose this amount of weight. I'm going to, you know what I mean? I, I'm going to be more physically fit and we see a lot of times that the gyms fill up January 1st and then on January 31st, um, they get, they, they get pretty empty pretty quickly. Um, because people get into that routine and they get super motivated on their new year's resolution. Don't, um, sometimes fully, um, go along with it. And so, um, how do you prepare people when they're starting to go get that resolution and they're starting to, um, really get themselves motivated and how do you inspire them to continue going? Yeah. So I think now I'm starting the conversations, right? So I'm, I definitely, I kicked off the positive change project. I've had lots of deep conversations with some of my clients of, and just, you know, on my Instagram page of like, why are we like waiting till that day? So I, today she's done one of my programs and like hey are you gonna redo my 12-week program I think you're ready to go through it again and like up the weights you know you've done this you've been hanging out and she was like oh my gosh Lee I told myself I was gonna start at January 1st and I literally heard your brain like your voice in my head be like why (laughs) and I'm like literally why do we have to wait for a date to want to seek change yeah And so I think it's being proactive about that perspective of like, you will not wake up any different on January 1st than right now. So if that means one step of action tomorrow, great. And then, you know, build off that. And then the other thing is I think, um, just tying back to your core values of how I said of like, why you're doing something, what, like setting your goals based off of your core values. Don't just set a goal in January 1st because your best friend asked you to, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm getting this juice cleanse want to do it with me like be like why what does that have to do with my core values if it has nothing to do with your core values and who you want to be six months from now don't waste time or money and I'm also really clear of like sometimes people will come to me and say well I want to do this and I'm like I don't think that's for you and I don't actually want your money because that isn't what you need based off of everything you told me and people don't like that but I also feel like I don't have integrity if I just take your money for something that doesn't serve you. And, um, so, but I don't always want to be that person. So get true to your core values and where you want to go. So you don't have to have an external person telling you that be so, so self-aware, the more self-aware you are, the more prepared you are to know where you want to go. So I know that was a very long drawn out thing, but start having the conversations now. Don't wait till January 1st. And then make sure they're authentic to you. They can't be influenced by external factors. You can go learn from other people, you know, ask questions, start conversations in a community. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you know what's true to you. You know your truth. Mm -hmm. And if you let external factors determine that, that's when you fall off the wagon because those external factors burn out. Right. Couldn't agree more. And um, I I think especially having those people in your life that is 
going to be honest with you, brutally honest sometimes. And obviously it's really tough when people give you that criticism. It's really tough when people are like, well, so you, you've been working out for the last month. Why, why'd you stop? Or, or when are you going to start up that program again? And you, you get defensive very quickly. You're, you're, you're like, come up with excuses. How, how can, how can I find a way to defend it? Um, but it's always good to have those people that aren't always people pleasers, aren't always yes men. Um, I bet you got a lot of fun stuff planned. So uh, what people, what can people look forward uh, from you? Yeah, I'm super excited that um, I, so in July, I launched a 12 week program, the one I just mentioned, and it did really, really well for lots of people. And then some people like just didn't do it. And, you know, those people, they met, met me online or whatever. I would say my ratio was still really great for success. But I mean, when you sell something, you can't guarantee that every single person is going to log in and do it. And that, like, that's what keeps me up at night. (laughs) I like, I just, if I sell you something, I want you to do it. Right. And not like for the transformation, I just want you to follow through for yourself. Like, yes, if you get a transformation, great, but like also realize how powerful you are. So with that, I decided to create a group coaching offer around that program, knowing that the workouts and the um, nutrition have results already. It's very results driven, educational driven. And so you can um, have the tools no matter what season you're in to scale things up and down for success. But I realized that a little bit of um, the, the piece that I think was missing for the people who didn't do it was the mindset work and the people who bought it and did it were just in different places in their journey. Mm-hmm. And so I actually decided to make a group coaching program around that 12 week program that leads with mindset to help carry those people where they need to go, um, to be successful. And then also have the tools that five years from now that they're still tapping into because they did the foundational work. So that's where my heart is going, leading with mindset. I think that anyone, whether they work with a trainer or not, if you start here, you will see the transformation last a lifetime compared to be a fad, be a phase, be a season, because you have that belief in yourself. And if you do a fitness program and you don't believe it's going to work, it won't. Mm -hmm. If you have that unwavering belief in yourself, and even you did 80% of the program, you'll see better results. I promise, because you'll continually show up for yourself. So that's where my heart is for 2022. And honestly, I believe in it so much that I'm canceling all my other offers. This is the direction I'm going. I can't wait to lock on people who are ready to change their minds and as a result, get a physical transformation. But um, yeah, I'm just stoked. And and wherever the road takes me, I'm not attached to that either. If I get feedback that people want support in other ways, that's what I'm here for too, is to serve people where they're at and get them where they want to go. I love it. And uh, I I think it's really amazingly how, um, how much you care about your clients because, you know, we, we see a lot of people in the fitness industry and this might just be um, what, I, what, what I'm gauging from just like social media and how people kind of put out their stuff is that, you know, they don't fully care about like how how the person is progressing and like especially with the mindset. And I, I think a lot of the times, you know, people just put out these offers and they're like, oh, the person bought it. Like, great. Like I got I got money for myself, but I think it's really cool to hear you who are like no, I actually really want you to do it. And, and it, do, it doesn't really matter to me if you spent the money, you know, I, I really want you actually to do it for yourself. Um, and I think that's huge. And I think that's 
um, some, something that will definitely attract a lot of people to you um, to want to work with you more. And um, for people who want to learn more about yourself and learn more about your 12-week program that you're doing in 2022, uh, where, where can they find more info? Yeah, I would say follow me on Instagram and shoot me a DM. I'm very heavy in the DMs communicating. I think that's where we can really get to know each other, see if I'm a good fit for you. If I wasn't a good fit for you, I've got lots of lovely people that I would direct you to. But I think just getting to see a peek into my personality and who I am and also what your goals are, where you're struggling. Um, that's the best way. I just, I don't want anyone to feel like they've got to give me their email, got to hop on a call with me. Just, I mean, that's, we can do those things if that's what you want, but really please don't feel like you can't just send me an informal DM. That's where, that's where I interact with most people the most. Yeah. So everybody go and slide in these DMs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but yeah, everybody go and check her out. She, she, she's a great resource, not only for mindset, but also for fitness training as well. Um, she comes out with some great programs, kind of like the one that you did, um, with the positive project. Uh, I, I learned a lot from that. Um, and Lee, I really appreciate you taking the time today to not, not only explain your experiences, um, but talk about some of the most interesting stuff about like physical fitness and, um, how we can kind of get in our own heads. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope this isn't the last time we do this. Yeah, absolutely. Me either. Thanks so much. I hope that you did enjoy my conversation with Lee Ashley and got to learn a little bit about some tips and tricks on how to stay consistent in your workout journey while also improving not only mentally, but also physically throughout that journey. But throughout 2023, I'm going to continue to bring you great interviews just like this one on how you can improve your life while also learning how to overcome adversity and improve your mental health. And if you are a first-time listener, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or over on YouTube so then you're notified when a new episode gets posted. But I truly, throughout each and every single episode, want to use not only my experiences and my voice, but also other people's experiences to ultimately help you live this life to the fullest. That's truly what my passion is. But I, I greatly appreciate you tuning in. If you have not yet, make sure to follow Iggy Sports Talk over on Instagram so you can see some of the clips. You can see some of the updates regarding the podcast. But I have some big plans for 2023 and can't wait to not only learn and grow with you, but make this year the best year of our lives. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.